Welcome to the Lit Marriage Podcast with authors and Christian relationship coaches Cassidy and Daniela Parlane. On this podcast, you will discover how to transform your marriage from autopilot mode to keeping the flame of purpose, passion, and romance lit in the marriage that God designed for you to have. Learn to love intentionally together. Are you ready to keep it lit? Here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lit Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy. And Daniela. And today, Daniela, we're going to be talking about why we uh, homeschool our children. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that we hold dear to our hearts. Many of you out there that are listening, you probably are aware of the fact that we're homeschoolers and maybe there are some new listeners out there who this is for your first time hearing this and so yeah it's something that we have been doing ever since we uh, got married and started our family with our first child and now we have two little ones Um, we sort of missed the boat with our first child my stepson your Mm -hmm. uh, child Daniel Um, So we missed the boat on that one. But um, we've definitely seen the fruits of that, right? Um, We thank God that he brought Daniel through school. And um, Daniel actually finished school as a straight A student. And that's that's just just totally... Yeah, that's totally the mercies of God, right? That's not the same story for many kids who've gone through the school system. And not... This is not a podcast bashing the public school system. What we are saying right. is it's not our a blanket preference. Statement. Absolutely not a blanket statement, but it is our preference to homeschool, and uh, it is our choice. Yeah. And while we have that choice and the right to do so, and for as long as uh, we have that, we want to exercise that. And um, especially in light of a lot of the most recent events happening in the world, it's right. something to really consider and look at. Well, as you you mentioned in light of the events, right? I mean, a lot of people actually have not, they don't even have the option anymore. Right. School's been out since... That's what? right. They've kind of been forced to homeschool. Right. All of a sudden. So they've gotten a taste of what homeschooling sort of... Looks like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe for some, it's uh, it's a good experience. And for others, it's... Not so good. They're <laughs> probably culture shock. Yeah, you know, ripping their hair, their um, hair, <laughs> ripping out their hair, and uh, wanting you know uh, the schools to reopen. So anyway, we want to start off today by talking from a biblical perspective why we homeschool our children, and we want to start with the verse uh, from Proverbs chapter twenty-two, verse six, that tells us, "Train up a child in the way he should go, even when he's old." He will not depart from it. And mm-hmm. we've heard that so many times. But, you know, that is the word of God. And how can we dispute the word of God? You might be listening and you're saying, how does this even relate to homeschooling? But we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that further on down in our podcast. We have another scripture uh, that we want to uh, reference for you today. And that's Deuteronomy 11, 18 to 21. I won't read the whole scripture. I'll just read the first couple Uh, um, verses here for you that says fix those words of mine on your hearts and minds tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them 
on your foreheads. Teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. I mean, come on, when you think about it, that's the word of God that he's telling you to write them and mm -hmm. bind them on your hearts, on your forehead, on your hands, whatever. In other words, so that you will never forget them. And uh, there's something that we, uh, that's something that mm -hmm. we've done with our children and we are seeing the fruits of that. Um, there's like a picture of just instilling these values. Right. It's a constant reminder to your especially to your children which is kind of difficult to do when they're absent from you most of the day absolutely whoever has the most of your child's time has the greatest impact on their heart and mind that is a true statement so true time is an investment it creates bonds which means more time equals more seeds sown it's right. just common sense right like proverbs 423 even tells us above all else Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And I believe this applies to our children's lives. Absolutely. Especially because who they can't guard their own hearts when right. they're so little and tender. They need us to do it for them. So, you know, when they're institutionalized all day, you, you don't really have much say or much control over what is being poured into their hearts and minds. So as this is kind of one of the deciding factors for us why we chose to take control of our children's education ourselves. Absolutely. Other religious groups out there have done it and are doing it today. For example, right. the Jewish community, mm -hmm. they take full responsibility right. for the education of their children. Uh, Islam or people who are in the Muslim faith, they take full responsibility for the education of their children's lives. So a lot of them do, yes. And and you know, for us as Christians as well, we have Christian schools out there, but I don't think it's enough. There needs to be more investments that are made into Christian education for our children. And you wonder why our children today are losing their faith like just mm -hmm. crazy. Like they go to call uh, high school. It begins in high school. So that seed that we're mm -hmm. talking about, right? Starts in high school, they go off to university or college and all of a sudden they become either atheists or they become well, agnostics. When you look at who has sown the most seeds over right. their lifetime, it's really the secular educational system and there you have it you hear stories um from even pastors and right. religious leaders like great spiritual leaders who their own children have gone astray and the they P the pk them, syndrome <laughs> yes pk you've all heard it i'm sure and right. you wonder why that happens and oftentimes it's because you know it's they may be saying well you know they were brought up in a christian home all their lives i've done my best i don't know what happened to right. little frankie well <laughs> why are you going to have to talk about little frankie <laughs> who's sown the most seeds in frankie's heart and mind um you know if he's gone 8 hours a day right he's being on average right it's just an example you know we have to really think about that and consider what information is being put in these children's minds right who's really has the greatest influence that's right right i want to talk to us today about um some myths right because there are so many myths, myths. Buster. Ah, there's so many <laughs> myths out there about homeschooling and many of them are not very uh 
I'd say they don't they're very negative yeah okay and uh let, yeah, let's let's talk about those today okay so number one homeschool children aren't socialized Mm-mm-mm. i think that must be the number one thing we hear is that true though not true we'll get into that wow we'll address these after homeschool children are shielded from the real world i think that's something that we hear all the time oh your kids need to uh experience the real world and I don't know if that's uh, something that's that, a need or if it's a it must. It has been determined that that is not. <laughs> Homeschooled children aren't as educated and intelligent and can't go to college. Mm, eh, wrong. You can have, sorry, you have to be wealthy to homeschool. Is that true? Absolutely not. We're not wealthy. <laughs> we know a lot of people that aren't wealthy and they homeschool. Um, homeschool kids are weird. (laughs) We hear that all the time, right? Uh, We do. Uh, Aren't non-homeschoolers weird as well? I'd like to know if anyone has ever, in their own experience, not come across weirdos in their own, you know, in the institutionalized system. Show me that first and maybe I'll consider that there are no weird homeschool kids. Here's one that really, um, this is sort of an attack on parents who've chosen to take full responsibility for their kids' education. Homeschooling is a cover-up for child abuse. Ouch. That's just, what a slap in the face. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to like do the best for your child or children and give them everything that you know that God has placed in you and pass it down to them. And then someone comes out and say, oh, that's uh, child abuse. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think that perhaps it just provides an environment where child abuse can go un seen right. or unreported <clears throat> but you again you can see the same cases happening right under people's noses and we'll get into we'll get into that absolutely as well i just we're i just we're going to break these these myths i just think that that's such an insult for someone who's gone out of their way to really pour into their children right absolutely. i'm not saying that these things don't happen uh mm-hmm. be, because it's the it's exception it's a mass generalization it's not the rule that's right yep well these are some things that homeschooling allows you the ability to do. Um, it's kind of just answering to some of those myths that you just brought up. It teaches them, teaches children strong biblical values and the problems with the secular societal structure. And here's another example of that. That was kind of a broad statement, but it protects them from what? What is this structure we're talking about? Right. The harmful, abusive, yes, I said abusive, and perverted sexual education curriculum that's being offered to children as early as kindergarten. And I'm speaking for mostly, you know, North Americans. This is happening in the U.S. and it's happening in Canada. Right. And as even in speak, Europe as well. This is happening. It's, it's going worldwide I, 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 in the Western yes. world. These teachings are designed to reprogram and indoctrinate children into rejecting the biblical nuclear family structure and to normalize the immoral, dysfunctional sexual perversions of our time wow isn't that such a a A slap in the face of god and his word concerning how to raise our children this is what the bible tells us train your child train them in the way that they should grow in the way they should go 
and when they're old, they will not depart from it. This is why you find so much confusion in the minds mm -hmm. and the hearts of our, our young people, our teenagers today, because the conflicting information that they they're are being, being bombarded constantly yes, with all these different absolutely. ideas and ideologies. Absolutely. Another thing homeschooling does, at least we're speaking for our experience and how we choose to homeschool. Right. It shields them from the Darwinian teachings about how the cosmology came to be, which is specifically designed to remove God, the creator, out of the mind of society and to establish a world view that actually idolizes science. Wow. Right. And I think like the point you made earlier about kids, you know, becoming atheists as soon as they reach high school and college, because by them, they've already been indoctrinated so deep and they've been t taught from such a young age that faith and science are not compatible. Right. And that they're being all this information of science is being sewn into them at a young right. age. Um, all these theories, which is what they are, they're not facts. They're being right. They're being taught as facts, right? as truth. And then, you know, as a child grows up, they're going to eventually, you know, they're going to start questioning their faith. And, and again, there's nothing wrong right. with questioning one's faith because it's also a sign of maturity. But when you're questioning your faith in the sense that you are totally in doubt of yes. the, 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 the foundational aspects of your faith and even questioning the, the uh, just the fundamentals. Right. Oh, your because they're being told day in and day out, this is truth. The science we're teaching you is true. And when you go to church, you know, once a week on Sunday, because that's usually the only time, unfortunately, parents haven't had the time to ha expose their children. That's the other issue to actual moral teachings and biblical right. teaching because they're so busy working and doing all these other things. Um, and during the week, the children are in school you know for most of the day there's really very little time to actually teach them biblical right. principles so that little amount of time that they're given in, in church or sunday school is just not enough to build a solid foundation yeah, you can depend on the youth leader so they're told that in school this is the truth this is the truth this is the truth hammered into them and then once a week oh we give you a little right story that comes across to the child as a fairy tale eventually that's right. what they're told in school this is a fairy tale you're taught in church i have a teacher uh an ex-teacher i guess <laughs> uh that <laughs> actually uh said to me recently that the bible is archaic it's old ancient it's it's like has no relevance mm. to today's world and this is a recent occurrence right 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 i love this guy to death but um and he's a, a you know, a high school teacher of mine. And I want to say that out of respect, I actually inboxed him to really just to have a, a more respectful conversation because I did not want to have that conversation mm. on a public forum, right. you know, given that he was one of my best teachers growing up, my favorite, right? Right. And so, like, think about it. I had no idea that this person had this type of ideology. And this was one of my favorite teachers. Right. So imagine the the what our kids are having to contend with in today's society and what they're having to uh, sort of uh, press through and, and even to hold on to their faith, right? I mean, everything that they're being taught and the people who are teaching them That's right. are not godly people, mostly. Right. Their, they, their worldview is completely... 
Absolutely. ingrained by it's it's influenced by a secular ideology, right? Right. An antichrist and you know ideology, really. So we're going to be plain and simple here. And then we wonder when our kids come home and they're not the same kids that we sent off to exactly. school. It's like you teach your kids morals at home, and by the time they get home, it's like erased, and you're like, oh my goodness, I have to like reteach my child. Exactly. It's like you have to undo right everything that was put in them and half the time you don't know what was put in them in the first place because guess what you're not there wow right the battle for the mind there is a battle over your children's mind there is a spiritual battle always going on and it has been intensifying because we're in the last days and we talk about this a lot right but um i mean you know i wanted to address the, this point here where people claim you know i think the number one thing i hear is that homeschool children are not socialized well I think it's the complete opposite. I find that homeschool children are exposed to a richer and broader social raise, in fact, right. range, sorry, in fact, people of different age groups and walks of life, rather than just a room full of their own peers. That's interesting. Right? And I think that really just helps children to get actually more rounded yeah, in communication. Our children will talk to anyone they'll talk to older <laughs> people younger people like right. they don't feel like they can only communicate with little children like themselves right so i, I and, their, and their vocabulary at their yes, age they have is... a very wide <laughs> vocabulary because right. of that right um another thing that is just painfully obvious i believe right now and relevant is since covid the entire institutionalized educational system is being forced to social distance. Yeah. The impacts of children's emotional and social development will be unprecedented. Well, Think about the impacts. Well, we don't know. When kids are, you know, stuck in cubicles all day that are blocked off by, you know, I'm seeing all these um, re-education videos about how school is going to be come September wash your hands as soon as you walk in you know you have to again social distance stay six feet apart the desks are all separated some of them have like these divider glass dividers the kids have to wear either masks or shields um i wonder what it's going to look like when they have recess time yeah that's going to be um, challenging you want to talk about you know social problems that's going to be a that's going to be pr is your, problematic. Is yeah, it's probably your when best you, bet. When we were going to school, like recess, we looked forward to recess. Yes, playing together. It's yes. all about building those social skills and and we all shared germs. Okay, exactly. And there is nothing wrong with sharing germs. You know, I'm talking just as kids, right? Kids right. touch That's things what kids do. constantly. It's in their nature. <laughs> and it's it's it helps us actually to build better antibodies in, yeah, in our immune, immune system. Our immune systems become that much stronger. But not only are we raising a culture of kids that are going to probably not be healthy kids, mm. but also uh, like a physical health, but also mental, emotional health that could uh, really do right. something for for a child, a child's health, uh, mental health, because we're social uh, beings. We are as human beings. beings, and you see that with our kids, right? Like they can't help but just 
They see other kids in the playground. They just want to go and play. Mm -hmm. They may, they might not know those kids, but they always just want to go over and just build a friendship or go over and talk or just play. That's right. So imagine what that's going to do over time. That's We right. have no, no idea because it hasn't been done. But I'm imagining it's not going to be a good. It can't step be in positive. the right direction. Not to mention that homeschooling exposes them to the real world around them and frees them from the constraints of the cement room. Hmm. Being in a this enclosure all day long and you know this very stringent structure. Whereas right. with homeschooling, I mean, we take our kids out for you know hands-on. Uh, hiking, road trips, and things right. like that. So it exposes them to our daily, day-to-day -day routine. Yeah. They go grocery shopping with us. We go for walks, whatever we're doing, and it off offers you the opportunity to teach them things. And it gets them away from right, group, one group one. think as well, Absolutely. because group think is mm -hmm. actually one of the most dangerous things that you can do for your kids when your kids are thinking the exact same way as everybody in that right. like this herd mentality. It's, yes. That's pretty dangerous as well, because now your kids aren't being taught how to have a mind of their own. They're not well, being taught how to critical look thinking at, exactly. skills are so lacking stifled. And I think it's obvious when you just look at your social media timelines. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of the adults we have today are a result of the indoctrination that's happened in public schools especially you're taught what to think not how to think Absolutely. and that's it's so important that we teach our children those things to be free thinkers to be free thinkers and yes we're talking about giving them the information we want them to learn right but at the same time we're responsible to make sure that we allow our children to develop um, their own ability their, Exactly, to, to think to and to ask questions exactly. without having to have, exactly. you know, like this is the way what the school's teaching and there's no way around it. It's just this way. Right. Right. So that gives you that opportunity. And I want to also address the one thing about the abuse, um, because that one really, that one personally offends me. Right. Because I have, I think we both, you and I have our own personal experiences with abuse in school. My oldest son as well has a history with abuse in school and we were not homeschooled. So, I mean, I I suffered as a child with a an extremely debilitating um, anxiety disorder called selective mutism. And actually what triggered it, ironically enough, was the school system itself because it's it's an anxiety disorder that comes on in certain social environments um, and I believe I just felt so overwhelmed by being in this completely different environment from the home that that just triggered it and and it just caused my anxiety to go to an overwhelming degree and what a result of that was so much abuse for years of my life because I didn't speak in school. So you can imagine children would come up to me and physically abuse me and they knew that there were no repercussions or consequences for them because Daniela wasn't going to speak about it. You mean the Daniela that we can't stop uh, from talking <laughs> The today? one that won't stop talking Lord, now. Lord, she's been delivered. I've been delivered. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, all the glory goes to Jesus for that. But the point is... I endured a lot of abuse emotionally and physically right. and even psychologically because I felt like I was a freak. 
I was told that every single day of my life. I was weird. You're not the same. And I would hear people even talking about me in front of me. Um, people would come and, you know, there was a girl that every every single chance she got, she would like lock me up in the girl's bathroom. Really? And tell me that if I didn't cry, she would like beat me up. Um, I would... Oh, I, I could go on and on. There was so much abuse I endured and it was endured in silence because I wouldn't speak because of this anxiety disorder and tell anybody. So there's that. Um, there's also my, my oldest son, who's now 18. He was bullied all throughout from daycare. Wow. All throughout up until middle school or so. And there were things, I mean, I fought for this boy. I went to so many meetings with teachers there was so much abuse that would happen that would go completely unseen i'm saying like like he th this kid would come home with like stab marks from pencils and rulers and nobody knew about it i'd go to the school and report it and you know oh we didn't see it happen wow so therefore it so don't you know when you talk about abuse happening in the home, yes, we're not going to ignore the fact that some parents are abusive and maybe right. some of them do cover up right. abuse by homeschooling their children under the guise of homeschooling. But right. um, let's talk not, about the bullying not. that happens in schools right under, you know, the, the, the view of, you know, one teacher can't possibly see everything that's right. going on when they're like 20 or more children in the classroom exactly and then what happens at recess after school before school right there is so much there is a huge problem with suicides in school as well because there's because of a result of this bullying, bullying. and violence Absolutely. and Absolutely. you have your own experience as well yeah for me like i i was a new immigrant and um i was made um, fun of my clothes imagine. The way I dressed, the way yeah. I spoke, the way I carried myself, my mannerism. What about your faith? Which is exactly ties <laughs> to my mannerism. Like, I, I I, never, you know, I wasn't someone who swear when I was in school. Like, mm, swearing is just yeah. not something that I was taught growing up. I didn't mm -hmm. hear it in my, my in our home. home. Right. Right? So it's not something that I, that just sort of flies out of, flies out of my mouth <laughs> like a trucker. Right? As opposed to some kids that I grew up, at, you know, around in school, like, they were just, they would just swear off the handle. Like, and you're wondering, like, where are your parents? Do you kiss your mom with the same mouth? Right? <laughs> um, and so, like, I would be ostracized because I didn't speak the same way. I didn't carry myself the same way. I was called every single name in the book. Wow. I was told that I was, <laughs> I was called a homo. I was called this. I mean, those are like offensive words mm -hmm. even today, right? Like I was called all sorts of names, but um, I endured. Uh, my faith was, was totally uh, just Thankfully. ridiculed. Thankfully, it was strong enough that well, exactly. You made, you made it through, but I had a struggle with personal real. relationship with God, and that was what carried me through school. Um, and for those of you who are listening, and you're thinking, are these two like uh, just off the 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 uh, the handle or something, like homeschooling over public school? Like, really? Um, for us, we we're gonna say that it is everyone's choice how they raise their family, and it is not mm -hmm. it's not a, it's not okay for anyone to. 
um, judge or persecute another person based on what their choices are for That's how right. they raise their families, right. right? And nor should you sit there and allow a person to do that to you um, without uh, standing up for yourself and, and knowing that this is something that you're doing for the benefit of your family, for your children's and their future, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so for me, like, I just would love to encourage those of you, like, who are out there, you're saying, well, I went to public school and I came out fine. See, you're the exception, you're not the rule. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm the exception. I'm not the rule. Daniela is the exception. She's not the rule. We've all had our struggles through high school. It has affected us in different ways. Uh, you know, we all have our stories, right? You've heard mine. You've heard a little of Daniela's as well. But I just want to say that these are real things. But it's a slap in the face for someone to say that homeschooling is an abuse towards mm -hmm. children. That's just not a, a, a reality at all in many cases. I, I wanted to also address the fact that homeschooling provides children with the opportunity to learn by example. Absolutely. Right? Uh, by being around their parents, which allows them to emulate their parents' hopefully godly behavior. Because it can really go both ways. If Absolutely. you have a nasty attitude, it's gonna that's what they're going to emulate. But we're obviously encouraging uh, godly homeschooling godly lifestyles right. so you, this gets instilled the best way children learn is always by example children live they they have what to they see learn. that's right they live what they learn they live what they see absolutely what they're surrounded by so think about how this can happen negatively even in the educational system in the institutionalized right. system when they're you were just mentioning you hear swearing every minute of the day from and now it's it's just getting worse right the the different you're bombarded with this pluralistic idea of what life is all right. about like all these different ideologies being thrown at you all these things get absorbed into a child's mind and right. heart and it's what shaped them and exactly that's going to shape them they need to be shaped by a good strong godly example Absolutely. and as they get older because um, people like to use the argument that that's sheltering them and then you know oh but when they get older they're not going to know they're going to have this sh shock, culture A shock, culture when shock, they find right. out we you know what the world is all about. No, not necessarily. Again, if you shelter them from it, yes. But when they're so tender, that's when you have to plant the Absolutely. seed. And then you also teach them when age appropriate right. about all the negative influences of the world. And right. you're showing them right from wrong. Somebody has to be there to arbitrarily teach them right from wrong. They're not going to automatically be able to separate in their minds right from wrong when, right. they're, when they're that tender. And the thing is our school empowers, uh, the school empowers kids mm -hmm. to make their own decision at the, the young age and that they're at. children and so don't understand they don't. sin and they're not taught that sin right. is even a thing. Right, exactly. They're taught that truth is relative. Right. Right? Good and evil are pretty much relative. It's according right. to what whatever you decide is good or evil these days. Exactly. Um, yeah, another one that I found funny was like <laughs> some homeschool children are, are how typically they're weird. Right. Well, I don't know. I guess you'd have to define weird, but I don't know about you, but when I was in public school, I there were some, some weird pretty yeah. weird people yeah, in there. Was, uh, yeah. Pretty weird yeah, kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. always the weirdo. I, I, weird, I mean, I was the weirdo in, in, 
and they're in, they're, they're they're in their groups you know like they're different groups and, like the different exactly. clicks and yes. just sitting back in the the thing is oh, you could be looking at these weird kids and saying man they're weird and they're looking at you saying that you're weird. weird so that's perception is, right. is something isn't it it's relative isn't it absolutely um yeah i wanted to to mention this as well this this is for all those people who believe that homeschooling children are not as intelligent or can't pursue college well the right kind of homeschooling can give students an edge over their peers at public school according to a new study in the canadian journal of behavioral science which was in an article entitled canadian study finds that homeschooled kids are smarter than public school kids wow and in addition to that research suggests homeschool children tend to do better on standardized te- standardized tests stick around longer in college and do better once they're enrolled wow that's a 2009 study showed that the proportion of homeschoolers who graduated from college was about 67% while among public school students it was 59% interesting so that just blows that myth right out of the water homeschool children are not undereducated or not, you know, their IQs are actually higher. One of the things that I've, I've seen with homeschoolers is that they have a level of discipline that you don't see with public school kids. Mm-hmm. There's a level of concentration right. and the ability. Independent yes. study and, yes. you know, like t- they take initiative because that's, again, it's molded into them to take the initiative. Absolutely. To, to work, they get to work at their own pace. Everybody be- learns differently. They're, they uh, It's not this cookie cutter method of everybody kind of going around the same exactly. curriculum. And they they um, you get to pull the leadership abilities out, out of them absolutely out of home- homeschoolers more yes, yes. because they're more sort of attentive to to, to to getting what you're saying to them as a parent um, and and the things that you're in, you're instilling in them. We're not saying that there aren't homeschoolers out there who have sort of defied this rule or the whole. Right. They've gotten outside of the what you would call uh, the successful method of homeschooling. Right. Like the, people are people, exactly. Right, but the rates speak for themselves. The, the, numbers, the numbers speak for themselves. Absolutely. Also, there's that myth that you need to be wealthy in order to homeschool. Um, yeah. You do not need to be wealthy. Okay, It might take a little financial sacrifice, I'll say that. And again, this is not a blanket statement. It's right. not like you must homeschool or you're a bad parent. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying that it is possible. Right. And not for maybe in your situation at this moment, it's not possible. And right. that's that's okay, too. Uh, but you know what? For those that can make that little financial sacrifice... And it, and it, is, it is truly a sacrifice. It is. Yeah. It's worth it, though, because your children are the most important investment. Absolutely. They are souls. Absolutely. And God will hold us accountable for Absolutely. these souls. And this is why... This was the driving force for why we chose to take full control over our children's education. Absolutely. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, we wanted to mention as well that, you know especially in our case, there are different streams of income that you could look into. Right. You know, you're typically thinking, oh, well, I can't afford it. Both parents have to be working in order to do this. And like, how how are we going to homeschool when the parents are working? Well, it's possible to have, like in our case, we even have, I mean, we coach 
we do relationship coaching together and we kind of work around our children's waking and sleeping schedule to do that. Um, There's also, for instance, we have a line of um, health products that we sell. Um, So that's another example. And most of this can be done virtually online or you kind of make your own hours. There are different, you know, there are possibilities and opportunities, especially this day and age, more than there ever has been. Right. Like the world has just gone online for the last three to four months. Yeah. Hello. There are online opportunities more than there ever have been. Exactly. So it's if you really want what what I'll say is this, if you really wanted to do this, it can be done. It can be done. Absolutely. It doesn't come without sacrifice. Absolutely. But that sacrifice is worth it. Is worth it. Absolutely. I agree. Totally. Well, we hope that today's discussion was thought-provoking, thought-provoking, edifying. And, um, you know, if you have any questions on how to proceed with homeschooling, I mean, please feel free to reach out to us. We are more than open and available to speaking to you. Um, however, one of the most important things that I want to say to our listeners today is that um, there can be a little bit of uh, a sort of... Um, there, there needs to be a lot of agreement Absolutely. between your spouse and yourself. That is the most important thing. You got to agree. Because the marriage is the foundation. Absolutely. And if you don't agree there, you're going to have problems over Absolutely. Else. So mom can't want to homeschool and dad saying, ah, that's not going to happen. Mom no, needs to go and work. To be or on the same page. dad wants to homeschool and mom says, ah, can't do that. You got to go. You know what I mean? Like there has exactly. to be some level Cohesion of understanding and, yes. and agreement in order to do this. And I really believe that Christians uh, can, can really pull their families together especially in days and times like these that we're living in and allow your home to be a place where god dwells and that his word is written and bound to your your arms and to your foreheads and that you can raise your children in a god-fearing home a god-centered home god bless you thank you so much for listening until next time keep it lit god bless you